Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you customize, tailor-make this word for us, your people, that we move and walk in those things that you've ordained. We pray that you use movies to send us a message that you use the big screen to illustrate a biblical principle to us today and we thank you for him now in jesus name somebody shout hallelujah I want to get right into this word today. Natural things can show us spiritual principles, and that's what we're doing with the series Harvest at the Movies. And last Sunday was Lion King, and today we're going, watch this, to the kingdom of Zamunda. Would you look at the neighbor and say, let's go to the kingdom of Zamunda. Which Prince Akeem, who is, y'all know this, turn it up, turn it up. Y'all remember that? That's like the soundtrack of my life. Somebody say, coming to America. Uh, Prince Akeem, who is uh, played by Eddie Murphy, he's the prince of a wealthy African country, and he wants for nothing. Who's seen the movie, Coming to America? You have to see it. It's part of life. If you have not seen Coming to America, literally some parts of your life aren't the way they're supposed to be. Oh, but I think somebody's going to get hold today. I'm joking. Watch this. He's the prince of a wealthy African country called Zamunda, and he wants for nothing except a wife who will love him in spite of his position. And so to escape an arranged marriage, Akeem flees to America, accompanied by his persnickety sidekick, Simi, played by Arsenio Hall. I need for all of those who remember Arsenio Hall, the, the show Arsenio Hall, Arsenio would come out and everybody go, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was Simeon coming to America uh, to find his queen. So where does he go? To Queens in New York. And he's disguised as a foreign student working in fast food at a restaurant. It wasn't McDonald's. It was McDonald's cousin. 
McDowell's. <laughs> and he romances uh, uh, Lisa, who's played by Sherry Headley, uh, but struggles with revealing his true identity to her and his marital intentions to his king, who is the father, who is played by James Earl Jones, who goes down as the best voice ever in the history of voices in movies. James Earl Jones so bad, he can be the king, watch this, and coming to America and be the king in Lion King. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Now check this out. There's so many ways that I could teach from this movie, but I want to focus only on one aspect of the movie, where they were from, which was a kingdom. Say a kingdom. It is not a democratic republic like America where you get to vote and the system can be manipulated by those in power to keep power. No, a kingdom is where the king has the final say on everything. And everything in the kingdom is based on the decree of the king, which for us is God's word. And before there was any man-made kingdom, 915, God established the original kingdom. And the kingdom is not just a noun. Watch this. With Jesus, it's a verb. What do you mean? Because it's how God does things and he does all things well. Somebody say the kingdom. Simply put, God's kingdom is becoming who God said you could be and possessing what God said you can have. And Daniel chapter 7, verse number 18, I want you to get this. It says, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and forever. Look at your neighbor say, uh, it's that time. Now, now check this out. The saints of the Most High. That just means if you're a Christian, you're a saint of the Most High. And if you're not a Christian yet, before this word is out, you're going to be, become a Christian. When it says receive, check this out. It, it sounds like, for example, uh, that it's this light even exchange. But that word receive is this word in Hebrew. That's the language of our Old Testament, quabble. I like quabble because it sounds like a squabble and a squabble is a fight. It says, but the saints of the most I shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever. Which means today I came to wake up something in you that didn't come to take sides but came to take over. I came to wake up something in you that didn't come to just let life happen to you. But you decided I'm going to happen to life. I came to wake up that part in you that says I guess I just got to settle. I came to slay the slender in you and speak to the takeover that's on the inside of you. Somebody holler let's take it. See, we've all heard, we've all heard, whether you've been in church your whole life or whether you're brand new to church, we've all heard phrases like this, you need Jesus and, and get Jesus. But when we receive Jesus and become Christians, hear me 915, Jesus gives us the kingdom. And while he gives it, we've got to take it at the same time. Come here. See, watch this. I can give you my phone, but when I give you my phone, you're going to have to take it out of my hands. I need some of you to understand there are certain things that God has already given you, but the exchange isn't complete because you haven't taken it yet. And today, I need you to realize your whole row is about to take some stuff that God's already planned for you, already issued to you, already declared about your life. I tell you to throw your hands up and say, I'm taking it today. See, this is amazing because it's so important because Jesus did not tell us to seek him. I know that blows most people's mind because most people watch this, especially if you grew up in church, you heard things like this. I'm pursuing Jesus. You're out of order. That ain't Bible. I'm going after God's face. You're out of order. That ain't Bible. What do you mean I'm out of order? Don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to go after Jesus. No. Jesus did not say to pursue him. Jesus told us to seek the kingdom. In other words, he says, if you seek what's important to me, that's the same thing as seeking me. I need some of us to realize this thing called the kingdom is more than just an emotional fix when we come to church. This thing called the kingdom is making what's important to him important to us. And I can't just be passive about it. I've got to take it. Matthew 6.33, watch what Jesus says. You got an old school Bible, you'll see it in red. If you got uh, the digital Bible, you, you let it read to you. Watch it. 
Matthew 6.33. But seek first. Seek what? First. The what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Somebody say, I got to seek it first. Say it again. Say, I got to seek it first. In other words, Jesus says, do not seek me. Seek what's important to me first. Look at me, please. He says, do not seek me. Seek what's important to me because then I'll know I'm important to you because you made what's important to me important to you. Y'all got real quiet with me right there. Look at your neighbor. Say, seek the kingdom first. Say it again. Say, seek the kingdom first. Now, this is interesting because he he says the word first because he says, I don't want you to ever get it twisted and start seeking other things first. I need you to seek the kingdom first. I don't want you to think that your relationships are more important than what I said. I don't want you to think that who you're dating is more important than what I said. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think that your children are more important than what I said. I don't want you to think that your own personal happiness is more important than what I said. Maybe the reason you ain't happy the way you want to be is because you're not seeking what he said first. You're putting it last. You cannot, watch this, you cannot seek what you cannot see. So let's look at this. How do we see it? John chapter 3 and verse number 3. It says, Jesus answered him. And he says, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now check this out. We can only see the kingdom after meeting the king. So Jesus just didn't save us from something. He saved us for something. I'm going to say that again. Jesus didn't just save us from something. He saved us for something. Sweet Jesus almighty today. Look at your neighbor. Would you say he didn't just save me uh -huh, from something? He saved me for something. Now, 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 I need you to get that because watch this. Most times you think you're just saved from hell. Put up John chapter 3, verse number 3, please. Watch this. Many times you will think that you're just saved from hell. But watch this. You were saved for something, not just from something. I need you to realize you weren't saved just to get a get out of hell free car. You were saved so now you can help somebody else get out of their hell. In fact, watch this. How were you and I created? Everything that God created, he created by speaking it. What do you speak? You speak words. Check this out. Since you speak words, that means you and I are actually a word. Well, the scripture says that his word won't return void. It's going to accomplish the thing he sent. The scripture says that his word was sent to heal and to deliver, which means the reason you and I were sent to the earth is so that we could actually be a word to somebody else. I wish you knew your life wasn't about you, but it was about what you've been through so you could help somebody else. I wish you knew your life wasn't about just fulfilling your own fantasies and desires, but it was about being a blessing to somebody else. So you can't see it until you're saved. You can't see it until you've given your life to Jesus. You, you can't even see the kingdom because it's a spiritual thing. So when you're trying to talk about kingdom stuff to people who aren't saved, they can't see what you see. Because it can't be seen unless you're first saved. This is where some of you get frustrated because you're trying to have spiritual conversations with natural folk. You can't have spiritual conversations with natural folk because they can't see what you see because what you see is spiritual. So they'll say things like, well, if your God is so powerful, why this? But they don't understand. He is powerful and he delegated that power to you and I. So if there's a problem in the earth, the problem ain't with God. The problem is with us. Now, so, so watch this. It, 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 to see it, you can't seek what you can't see. So to see it, you first got to be what? Say. That means, uh, what does that mean, say? That means born again. What does that mean, Bishop? It means make a decision to become a Christian. What does that mean? <laughs> it simply means that you say, God, look, my life, I've been trying to run it my way. 
because I thought they liked it my way. But the truth is, is my way don't work. Can I tell you, watch this. One of the things I like about the movie Lion King, we were looking at last week, is at the end of it, Simba, Simba said, uh, they said, what, what was your problem? Simba said, I, I, I finally hit my head enough times, and he says, I got the bumps to prove it. Sometimes in life, watch this, life has to oops upside the head you over and over and over again until you get it. But I think there's a few of us that watch this that say, I don't need that bump again. I got it. I think there's a few of us that can say, I ain't even getting mad about that again. I learned my lesson last week. I ain't even getting upset about that no more. I learned my lesson last week. No, 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 watch this, watch this. Where is the kingdom? Luke 17, 21. Put it on the screens, please. Luke 17, 21. It says, nor will they say, look over here and look over there. For behold, the kingdom is in the midst of you. Wow. That word miss means it's in you. Look at me. In you, it's not just, see, when, I, when we do something like this, you may think of your heart, your stomach, your liver, your pancreas, your, your intestines. I was watching this show yesterday called Monsters Inside Me. It's about um, parasites and all this kind of stuff. And yesterday was intestine day. And, and somebody, had, somebody was cleaning their grill, and when they were cleaning their grill, what, the, what they ended up doing uh, is they, one of the bristles got stuck in their mouth and it went down into their intestines and it created a bowel obstruction. And so they, the, the, the movement couldn't get out the other way. So it came back up through their mouth. I said, my Lord, today. I said, I ain't cleaning that grill ever again. And <laughs> now, now what, 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 what's significant? Bishop, why are you bringing it up? Because when we think of what's in us, Sometimes we don't look at it properly. Sometimes when we think of what's in us, we think of natural things. And, and that makes sense. And sometimes when we think of what's in us, we think of spiritual things. Can I tell you what's actually in you? Once you give your life to Jesus, here's what's in you. The kingdom. It's not out here. It's in here. And I take what's in here and I manifest it around me. That word kingdom comes from the Greek. That's the language of our New Testament. Basilia. Would you say that with me? Basilia. It's like basil with an E-A on the end. Now, here's what it means. Realm. What is a realm? A realm means the area in which a king has influence. That's his realm. Which means God says, my influence in the earth comes through people, which means you're my realm. Which means wherever you are, I am, God says, because you are my realm. Which means sometimes I'm going to send you to dark places because they need light. Stop being mad that you're in dirty situations. You're supposed to be the air freshener. Stop being mad that you're in dark situations. You're supposed to be the light. God says, my realm, where I exist in the earth is in you. Which is why we got to do as much as we can, Horace, to get as many people to Jesus. Why? Because we need to expand his kingdom. But how do we expand his kingdom? We got to get more people in it. Watch. Then it means his royalty. God says, my royalty is in you. You're not drunk you're not chump change you're not busted you're not disgusted you're not a loser you're not a failure you're not a screw up you're not a mm -mm 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 -mm. god's royalty is in you this is the reason why some people accuse you of being bougie come here this is why some people accuse you of just doing too much and you just want too much out of life and you just got too high expectations. Baby, when you're royalty, you expect the best. When you're royalty, you expect to have an excellent. And watch this. I dare you to throw your hands up and say, I'm not settling. I'm not. 
I expect the best. I expect to experience the best. And I'm going to take what I have and treat it like it is the best, even if it ain't the best. Why? Because his royalty is in me. When you walk this way, people will accuse you of being arrogant only because they don't know what's in them. When you walk this way, people will accuse you of a variety of things because in America, we're not used to seeing royalty walk around. Think about it. Um, um, think about it. In, in Britain, um, the prince and his wife, they had this baby. And everybody wants to see pictures of this baby. It ain't their baby. It ain't their child. It, it ain't their you know. And everybody wants to see pictures. What does the baby look like? What's the baby got on? Who, 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 who christened the baby? What kind of water they use on the baby? Um, who put the sheets on the baby? Is it a Gerber baby or a, what kind of baby? I, everybody want to know about this baby. Why? Because the baby's royalty. Some of y'all get mad that folk are in your business. You need to understand that comes with the price of being. You're the subject of, I feel like preaching now. You become the subject of people's conversations. Why? Because they see something on you you don't see on yourself. When they see you, they see somebody that makes them want to come up. They see somebody that makes them up their game. His royalty is in you. But then it means his rule is in you. His rule. What does his rule mean? That means his authority. Which means God says, in you I put my rule. That's why there are certain things you try to do, but when his rule is in you, you'll get, uh, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. There are certain relationships some of y'all try to get into, and his rule in you is like, what are you doing? Y'all not talking. There are certain people you wanted to clap back at because they said something to you. But his rule in you said, wait a minute, that's not how royalty handles that. That's not how we do this. I need you to realize God says, I put my rule. That means I put my way of doing things on the inside of you. Which is why there are certain things you don't even have to be taught it to realize that it ain't something that we do. What's this next part? Then his reign, his realm, his royalty, his rule, and his reign is in us. And wherever we are, his kingdom is. See, that's what coming to America was. It was a king coming to a democratic republic and saying, what is this? My son works? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't get this way of life because this way of life, the mob rules. Where I'm from, the king rules. Come here, 915. Where you and I are from, the king rules. Not the mob rules, not social media rules, not what people on TV rule. No, that's not what rules. Bishop, what do you mean where you and I are from? Jeremiah chapter 1, I want to preach now. Jeremiah chapter 1 says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means before you ever came to the earth, God says you were with him. Which means when you were sent to the earth, you and I were sent for the time that we were needed most. And God says, I sent you to a place that's going to be a little different than where you used to. Because before we got to earth, we were with God. And with God, God says, listen, all you know is my rule, my reign. That's what the Bible calls it, reconciling people to God. How do you reconcile unless there's first been conciliation? Say, the kingdom is in me. Now, we don't wait to see the kingdom until we die. If you grew up in church, th this is the mentality you grew up with. And it, it, it was a mentality that was created as a way for people to escape the vicissitudes of life. Listen, what is vicissitudes? Trouble. Problems. 99 problems. Stop. It was created as a way to say, you're going to have hell down here. And just, and just suffer through. But one day, you're going to get over there. And there won't be no crying over there. And there won't be no sickness over there. And you're going to put on your robe and tell the story how you made it over. 
That ain't even Bible. It was created as a way for people to feel better about the hell they were going through here so that they could think about something to come so they'd never do anything about what was. Come here, church. So what that created is a Christianity that was so focused on the afterlife that you did nothing about your current life. So focused about dying and getting to heaven, but you never realized you're supposed to bring heaven down to earth. Let me teach it to you. What's this? What's this? Revelation 5.10. Revelation 5.10. Revelation means the uncovering. Stay with me. Can I teach you for a moment? It says, and you have made them a kingdom and priest. Now, uh, New King James says kings and priests. Kingdom and priests is the same thing because a, ki a kingdom has what? Kings. All right. And you have made them. Say, he made me. Which means God says, you don't have an option about this. So every time you try to reduce me down to being some loser God, he says, that's not an option. Every time you try to reduce me down to some average God or like he's some deadbeat dad, he says, that's not an option you have. He says, I have made you into kings and priests to our God. And would you read the last part of this verse with me like a big old army? And they shall reign on the earth. Stop. If you grew up in church, you were taught, it's going to be hell down here. Ooh, but over there, I'm going to have a kingdom. I'm going to have a mansion. Ooh, yes, I'm going to have gold and I'm going to have that. Look, look at me. The book says you're supposed to reign where? Here. When? Now. Now, does that mean you won't have any problems? No. It just means when you handle them, you handle them like a king. What does a king do? He speaks and he decrees. I feel like preaching right through here. When you deal with issues, it doesn't mean, watch this, that, that, that God is ineffective. It just means you got to wake up and realize who you are. I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself and say, there's a kingdom in you. A king, when something happens, a king doesn't sit back and... A king... Y'all remember coming to America? How, how when the king, how when the king, uh, how when the king came? We got flowers anywhere here? And flowers? Okay, that's okay. I didn't think it through. Um, let me see what we got. Hold up. We got in the school supply box. Nah, I ain't got nothing. Look at me. Y'all remember when the king showed up? So the king gets in the movie Coming to America. Um, uh, Simi, Akeem's assistant. Be careful who you let around you. It's better to be, watch this, it's better to have nobody than to have the wrong somebody. There's some stuff God's been teaching you how to do by yourself so that you're going to get caught up with the wrong folk around you because they'll frustrate the heck out of you. And you can't spend your life trying to fight people or fix people to be more than they want to be. Tell you what I know. Watch. Um, the king, he gets this message from Simi asking for, I think, like, what, a half a million or a million dollars or something? Said they ran out of money. So the king gets the, the, the telegram. He gets the telegram. And when he gets the telegram, yeah, anybody ever had to send a telegram back in there? Tell me, I don't even know what a telegram is. That's, you used to have to send messages through others to get the message there. You couldn't text. You couldn't send a Facebook message. Y'all is in it. So he gets the message. And when he gets the message, they hop on a plane, him and the queen and their whole entourage. And they start driving through New York. 
and they drive through New York. You got this long line of Mercedes and motorcycles and all of that. And every time the king would get ready to get out, they'd open the door for the king and they start throwing rose petals where the king walked because the, the understanding was wherever the king walked, it was sacred because he was there. Come here, I'm going somewhere with it. And the king, watch this, he, he, he goes in, he goes to the barber shop, mighty sharp, he goes to the barber shop, there's a name of the barber shop. And when he walks in, he's looking around because he's not used to this. He, he's, he's not used to this way of living. He's not used to this way of things. And when the king walks in, he asks about his son. He says, you know who my son is? And they said, oh, yeah, they call him Kunta is what they call him in the movie. That's what they call him in the movie. And they said, oh, yeah, he over here. And so they send him, they send him over to McDowell's. He walks into McDowell's. And uh, Louis Anderson, uh, the comedian, and you know his name? He walks to the back to go get Mr. McDowell, which was uh, James from uh, Good Times. <laughs> He goes to get him and says, I think there's some people here to see you. I think there's some people here to see you. I think there's some people here to see you. And, and they come out and they got this whole thing, the rose petals all on the floor. And he says, I'm looking for my son. I says, because when the king showed up, he did not care what was going on. He showed up to accomplish his purpose. Look at me. He wasn't distracted by the fact that they didn't know who he was because he knew who he was. Come here. He wasn't angry at the fact that they didn't respond the way they would have responded in Zamunda because the king said, listen, you may not understand who I am, but I understand who I am. And since I understand who I am, I didn't come to play games with you. I came to find my son. Can I tell you 2,000 years ago when Jesus stepped onto that cross, he was doing that for us. But now what you and I are supposed to do today is everywhere we show up, we're supposed to have the attitude of, you may not know my Jesus, but I didn't come to take sides with you. I came to take over. You may not realize him know who I am and that's fine but when I showed up I showed up representing the kingdom we shall reign where on the earth sometimes you get so distracted by things that you stop acting like a king yeah. sometimes you get so frustrated I'm gonna shout my doggone self sometimes you get so frustrated with things not realizing as the king you got the power to change some stuff so if it's ticking me off, watch this. If I let it tick me off for longer than 24 hours, I'm not acting like a king. What I need to do is step back and change it. How many things right now going on in your life that you're mad about, you're frustrated about, you're upset about, but here's the deal. You never stood back and looked at it and said, but I can change it. See, here's Christianity. You and I do everything we can do. And everything we can't do, Jesus is going to do. Can I tell you, there are certain things that haven't changed yet because the king in you hasn't rose up to say, I'm here to change this. I'm not dealing with it another day. I'm not going to be stressed about it another day. I wish you'd touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, there's a king in you. That Watch this. Some of y'all, when you get home after church, you need to start kinging up. You need to start bossing up and saying, wait a minute, that's got to change. That's got to change. That's got to change. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not tolerating that. There's a kingdom in me. And sometimes you get distracted. And you get so frustrated with stuff that's going on around you. Can I take you further? Jesus, when he prayed, anytime you want to know what's important to somebody, look at what they pray. 
Jesus' prayer reveals that he wants heaven on earth. Watch this, not earth to head to heaven. Matthew 6 and 10, stay with me. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They're going to put it up on the screens for you. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does he say? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? Here, like it is there. Wait a minute. Jesus said, here's what most of us think. God, what's going on here? Why isn't it like up there? And he says, listen, because you, you don't realize who you are. There's stuff you crying about and God, you're like, God, why aren't you moving? He says, I'm not. I thought you were the king. It's a scene in the movie. There's a scene in the movie. I'm almost done. There's a scene in the movie at the end where they were talking about this rule because Hakeem wanted to marry Lisa from New York. But they had him with some other girl um, from Africa, Vanessa Bell Calloway. And so the king is like, um, you know, well, he has to marry someone from Zamunda. This is the tradition. Who am I to change it? Look, listen, look at me. Look at me. There are certain things in your life you're like, this is the way it's always been. Certain things in your marriage, you're like, this is the way we've always been. Certain things with your kids, this is the way it's always been. Certain things in your business, this is the way it's always been. And, and, and the queen looks over at him and she says, she kind of looked at him with an attitude. She's like, well, I thought you were the king. There are certain things in life that you pray about and you complain about and you get upset about. And, and you're like, God, what about this and what about this? And God looks at you and says, I thought you were the king. I'm king of kings. I'm Lord of lords. Baby, you need to know everybody on your row is a... That, that word earth, I'm just about done. That word earth, that word earth is this word in Greek. That's the language of our New Testament. G, like G-E, but it's not general electric. It means world, country, life. Stop. It says, your will be done in my world, in the country, and in my life. Your kingdom, your rule, your reign, uh, 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 all of that, your royalty, your realm. He says, I want that to be done in my life as it is in heaven. Look at me. Heaven is this word. Let me teach you for just a moment. Oranos for my note takers in Greek language of our New Testament. It's a Hebrew O. Say Hebrew O. Say Greek new. Say Greek new. Hebrew O. We're going to do a little house music. Give me some house music. Say Hebrew O, Greek new. Hebrew O, Greek new. Now y'all laughing at it, but I bet you're going to remember that when you leave church. You'll be like, no, wait a minute, that's Greek. That's New Testament right there. That's New Testament right there. Here's what it means. Say heaven. It means the abode of God, where God dwells. Then it means the perspective. It means God's perspective is not the same as you and I's perspective. We looked at this on Wednesday. When, when God looks at something, God sees it from one angle because he sees it from 360. When we look at something, we're looking at it from alpha to omega. When God looks at it, he looks at the whole thing. Got it? See, this laptop right here, what do you see? You see the Apple logo? You see the metal? That's all you see, right? But from my perspective, I see a screen with some notes on it. 
From my perspective, I see a bright light. Check it out. God says, I see the entirety of the thing. So check it out. When it says heaven, it means God's perspective. Can I tell you, sometimes you're frustrated because you don't have God's perspective. You're only looking at it from your angle, not realizing God has already walked around that entire situation. Then it means happiness. Then it means power and eternity. Here's the meaning of heaven. The abode of God, God's perspective, how he sees it. How does he see it? 360. He sees everything. Say everything. It means happiness, power, and eternity. Now watch this, 915. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has put eternity in us. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. You missed it. So I'm going to back it up. The word heaven. Say heaven. heaven. Means abode of God. Say perspective. perspective. Happiness. Happiness. Power. Power. Eternity. Eternity. The book says he put, you see it right there? Eternity into what? Heart in scripture means mind. You missed it. Here's the meaning of heaven. Abode of God, perspective, happiness, power, eternity. Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has put eternity into what? I'm going to back that thing up because y'all wasn't quick on that one. Heaven means abode of God. Let's just skip all the rest of them. Heaven means eternity. Say forever, ever. What did he put into us? Eternity, which means what's in you? Heaven. No, y'all ain't shouting like you're supposed to shout. He put heaven in us so we can manifest heaven around us, which means often we're going to be placed in the opposite. You're placed in the opposite of what you are. So if you're sent to build, you're going to be sent to something broke down. Shut up. Oh, I don't mean shut up. Literally, it's a figure of speech. I'm preaching to myself and I say shut up. Well, watch this. If you're sent to increase, you're going to be sent to something that's decreasing. If you're sent to make something better, you're going to be sent to something that first makes you bitter. If you're going to be, y'all not hear me. If you're sent to manifest heaven, you're first going to be sent to hellacious situations. Y'all still here? No, no, no. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So, so let's just review where we're at. There's a kingdom in you. Part of that kingdom that's in you is God has put heaven in you. So you're not dying to try to get to heaven. Heaven's already in you. And wherever you show up, you're supposed to manifest heaven around you. Which means when you show up, everything out of order, I'll just say, ah, God, here they come. Stop taking it personal when people don't like you because you bring order. Stop taking it personal when people don't like you because you bring structure. Stop taking it personal when people don't like you because you bring a sense of peace. Why? Baby, I was sent to bring heaven onto earth. I tell you to lay your hands on yourself say there's heaven in me. But if there's heaven in you, that means there's going to be some hell around you. Sometimes we get mad at what we're sent to fix. See, if you're going to be the first marriage to actually do it right in your bloodline, that means you're going to deal with some challenges in your bloodline because everybody else subsided to it, but you're going to be the one that's going to break through it. Let me finish this. Watch this. Uh, Acts 14, 22. They're going to put it on the screens for you. It says this. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations. How many? many. God, though. No. We must enter the what? Kingdom. Wow. Enter means arise by going through trouble. So 
I can't see the kingdom unless I'm saved. The kingdom's in me. It's got to come out of me. And for it to come out of me, I got to go through many tribulations. Y'all catch that? So stop being mad about your trouble and look at your trouble and say the kingdom is. How are you going to get other folks saved from disease? How are you going to get other folk out of mess and junk and drama if you haven't first manifested it out of yourself? Can I help us? Some of us have a misunderstanding of what heaven's attributes look like on the earth. Got it? Like practically. So, so like practically, we think of it as the day where God smites all your enemies. But you just wake up one day and, no, and, and watch this, and everybody likes you. You don't have no trouble. Breakfast is good. Lunch is good. Snack is good. Dinner is good. Kids act better than they've ever acted. Your spouse do right. You ain't even got to say done. Good morning. I'll cook something for you. Like, that's what we think it means. Like, we're in pursuit of that. Can, can I tell you, touch the neighbor and say, that's not it. <gasps> we're in pursuit of a day where there's no problems. And when we have a problem, we think something's wrong. When we have an issue, we think something's wrong. Do you think you're just going to go through life and be a threat to the enemy and the enemy ain't going to buck up? Y'all not saying that to me. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, there's something powerful in you. Here it is. Let's close it. I just need you to realize who you are. The, the, the kingdom is not a day. It is not a day. Hear me. It is not a day where you have no problems. It is not a day where God smites all of your enemies. I wish it was. I wish I could just open Google and be like, I got this one, got this one, got this one, got this one, and that one shouldn't have messed with you. I got them too. I janked them. I shanked this one. I knocked this one. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I wish. Don't be mad at me for wishing. That ain't what it is. Here, here's what it is, church. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Look at me. What's that mean? Just partying because you saved. A lot of folks, we get saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then we should shout about that. But God says, you stuck, you got stuck at salvation. And you didn't realize you weren't just saved from something. You were saved. I'm not just saved from something. I'm saved. I'm not just saved. I'm saved. He says, stop partying just because you save. He says, here's the kingdom. He says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Here's righteousness. Staying in right standing with God. Watch this. Can I teach it to you? While going through. What did Acts say? You shall enter the kingdom, watch this, through many tribulations. So what is the kingdom? Watch this. It tells us. Here are the basic attributes. It says you're going to go through many tribulations and you got to stay right with God. I wish there were some people in here that some of your tribulations tried to get you out of church, get you away from God, get you from worshiping, get you from giving. But you decided I'm going to stay right with God even when I'm going through tribulation. 
And baby, I'm not perfect, but this one thing I am is I am faithful. Any faithful people in this place? And what is faithfulness? It means when I get knocked down, I get up. When I get it wrong, I apologize and I get back up. I came to tell somebody, you got to get back up. Would you shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, get back up. You got to get back up and get right with God. God ain't mad at you. God ain't throwing you away. Get back up. Yeah. Then it means good character. See, 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 righteousness doesn't just mean keeping it right with God. Then it means good character. Somebody say good character. Which means even when I'm going through trouble, I don't have to take on the spirit of what I'm going through. See, just because they lied to you, you ain't got to be a liar. Just because they're disloyal to you, you ain't got to be disloyal. Just because they ain't about nothing doesn't mean you got to come down there. I came to tell somebody, God says, you got to keep your character while you're going through trouble. I'm going to do right because it's right. I'm going to tell the truth because it's right. I'm going to apologize because it's right. I'm going to forgive because it's right. While I'm going through. See, when your character gets tested or when you're going through tribulations, it's easy to become, you know, a person that lacks character. If you're going through trouble, it's easy to start lying, jiving, conniving. And God says, that ain't the kingdom. The kingdom is while you're going through, keep your character intact. Because your trouble is temporary. And you're going to need good character for when you come out of your storms. I came to tell somebody, God says to you, he's proud of how you did not let your character drop because you were going through some trouble. He says, because baby, your storm has ended and now your good character is about to be rewarded. If you think I'm talking to you, throw your hands up and say, yes, Lord. Then it means, here's the last thing. It means peace. I'm about done. Peace while going through. Peace while going through. When I fly on the plane, I don't like sitting way in the back. A couple reasons. One, the toilet is right there. But then number two is because when you're that far away from the leader, when you're that far away from the front, what happens is you feel all of the turbulence. They say that the worst place to sit on a plane to feel turbulence is at the very back of the plane because you feel all of the sway. Now, what's amazing is I was reading an article yesterday. They said the majority of turbulence, even though it feels dramatic to us, it's normally not greater than a few feet. But you will feel the effects of what the plane is going through. And it will seem more dramatic to you. Can I tell some of y'all what you've been going through ain't even that bad. What you've been facing is not even that bad. Can I tell you God's using it for your good? But check it out. It means, it means peace. Say peace. Peace while I'm going through. I like to sit further up because it's easier for me to have peace. Especially when you're landing back in DIA. If you're landing back in DIA, all the wind be like, come on. I like to sit about because even though the plane's going through turbulence, watch this, and there's nothing I can do about it, that's just what it takes to get to where I'm going. Some of y'all, you're like, I wish I could stop this. There's nothing you can do about it. That's just what you got to go through to get to where you're going. And since your house is next, you got to deal with some rocking and shaking and some shaking and some rocking. 
Say, my house is next. Watch. I got to finish. God. Say, peace. peace. That word peace, we've already learned the Hebrew word shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well while going through many tribulations. God says, I need you to realize, even when you're going through turbulence, nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. God, what's wrong? Nothing. You're trying to land, right? Y'all not hear me? God, 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 what, what's going on? What's going on? You want something big in your hands, right? Well, you got to learn how to carry greater weight. Y'all, y'all not hear what I'm saying? You, you want something big in your hands. You got to learn how to forget about this stuff and say, this don't even matter. I got to focus on what matters the most. Oh, it's me. That's me. You ready? Say shalom. He said, you got to keep peace while going through tribulations. He says, that's the kingdom. The kingdom is not no trouble. The kingdom is when people look at you going through trouble, they're like, I just knew they were going to snap, crackle, and pop. But all they did was throw their hands up and say, yes, Lord. I just knew that I just knew she was going to throw in the towel because of what she was going through. But she just said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I just knew he was going to give up after what he was going through. But he decided that there's a king on the inside of him. Somebody say, I got peace while I'm going through. And here's the last one. And we're getting ready to shout right through here. It says, and joy. Say joy. Y'all remember that old song? Joy. Dunna, dunna, and pain. Keep it going. Keep it going. Like... Uh huh. Uh huh. Joy. Joy. Hey. And pain. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh. Hey. Give it to me, Rob. Can I, can I? Okay. I don't know the words. I don't even know the rest of the words. Need them on my screen. Say joy. joy. In coming to America, when the preacher was preaching. While they were at the, uh, 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 the concert slash fundraiser slash fashion show slash bikini contest. The preacher is up and he starts saying joy. <laughs> Look at the neighbor say joy. And Akeem didn't know what to say. So Akeem is sitting there smiling. And the preacher said joy. <laughs> joy. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's what he did in the movie. And Akeem touched Simi, touched Arsenio Hall, and he says, and he stands up rather, and he says, I am very happy to be here. Let me tell you how you got to respond to trouble the next time it shows up. I am very happy to... The next time trouble shows up, you got to say, I am very happy to be here because weeping may endure for a night, but joy's going to come. I need you to slap your neighbor high five, say, I'm happy to be here. Slap somebody else a high five, I'm happy to be here. If you got marital trouble, I'm happy to be here. If you got financial trouble, I'm happy to be here. If you got issues with your money, I'm happy to be here. Somebody say, I'm happy. Yesterday I was downtown. And y'all know that guy outside of Sixth Street Mall. That on Saturdays he wore the big afro. When I was downtown, he walked over. And I was I was trying to avoid him, I'm gonna tell the truth. I was on the phone and I 
I didn't need to be distracted. And I was just trying to get my little shorts. Because <laughs> it's too hot to be wearing pants and all that. Eh? Too hot for all that. I started to wear shorts today. Some of y'all wouldn't be ready for all that. Bishop got on shorts. <laughs> One journey at a time. And ain't nothing wrong with shorts. Let me be clear. Ain't, never touching ain't nothing wrong with shorts. Ain't Touch your neighbor and say, ain't nothing wrong with shorts. Even for the preacher to wear them. Y'all be getting judgmental. The man looked over at me, and I was just trying to, I was on the phone. And when I be having those AirPods on, I be focused. You can literally stand right in front of me talking to me, and I got a whole other conversation going on. So while you're talking, I'm just... And then who's in my ear still talking, so I got to sometimes say a little bit like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. What you saying? He looked at me, he said, um, Pharrell Williams. I said, first of all, all light-skinned people don't look the same, number one. But then I realized that the Lord was using him to send a message. What was the message? No matter what you're facing, be happy. Hmm. Y'all not saying nothing to me. No matter what you're dealing with, somebody say, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Baby, it could be a whole lot worse. Be happy to be here. You could be dealing with a whole lot of greater issues. Be happy to be here. I dare some happy folk to throw your hands up and say, because I'm happy. Somebody say it again. Say, I'm happy. I don't care what's going on. Be happy. Look at him and say, be happy. Put a smile on your face, man. It's about to turn in your favor. It's about to work in your favor. Stop being mad. Stop. I just need somebody that just wants to have a praise party. Hop up on your feet and just say, I'm happy. Because I'm Sing, because I'm happy, go. Now just give them a shout if you're happy. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. We're done. You may see that that's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. Kingdom is... So-and-so doing this, so-and-so so doing this. Oh, okay. What you going to do? Go eat? Just shoot him an email. Let him know. Thank God for him. Be encouraged. We moving on. <laughs> you see all them texts from Darlene? Darlene is just a, it's a name I use. When I, it's, just a, it's just a name I use. I don't even know her, Darlene. I'm happy. Somebody say, I'm happy. Listen to me, married couple. Don't be mad about what happened this morning with the Frosted Flakes. Let it go. I promise you, you got $4. Get you some fresh Frosted Flakes. Y'all not talking to me. 
Some of you parents, you mad at your kids. You mad at them. I can't believe this room is dirty. Just remember all the times yours was dirty. And grace and mercy stepped in for you. To every business owner that's like, these people! I understand. But stressing ain't going to fix it. Being angry ain't going to fix it. Hollering and screaming ain't going to fix it. <laughs> Throwing a pen at the whiteboard ain't going to fix it. Just be happy. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.